Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4, Tucson AZ 85712. Or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um, hit them up. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. Another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. I'd like to welcome special guest Wendy Coke. How you doing, Wendy? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad thank for Monday. You. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. So you're an author and a fellow podcaster as well, right? Yes. So um, I guess I'll start with I'll start with my book first. So um, I started writing my book. It it took quite a long time. It took probably about a good eight years. And um, I saw it's called A Gray Resort. And it came out the summer of 2019. And my life has not been the same. It's been a crazy roller coaster ride in a good way. But um, it's a labor of love. It's something that I'd like to do. Um, I wanted to get it out there for the longest time. It is based on a small town in northern Wisconsin. My parents, uh, you know, I grew up on a resort along the lake. I had it pretty good. I didn't realize that how good I had it. Nice. I don't have that now. I don't live on water now. I wish I did. But um, so we had a summer resort. It was in a small town. And there was a lot of interesting things that happened on that resort, as well as a little bit of paranormal things. So what I did is I incorporated some of the stuff that I grew up with into the book. The book is fiction. But um, I incorporated what I learned on the resort and some of the experiences I had with uh, the people that stayed there. And yeah, it was very fun to write. And I've gotten some great reviews from it. And a lot of people 
different people across the board from teenagers to, I don't know, guys your age, they like it, you know, because they pick it up. Um, it looks like the cover looks like a sunset. So, and it, you know, it talks about Northern Wisconsin. So at first they think it's, oh, this is a book about fishing and stuff. So they pick it up and they're like, oh, it wasn't about fishing really, but they liked it and they couldn't put it down. So that as an author, that is just great to hear. It doesn't get any better than that. So, um, but it is, I would say in a category, I would categorize, categorize it as like a, a romance slash paranormal book. Nice. And um, so the paranormal stuff that happened to you, like, did you see ghosts and stuff? Well, I didn't see any ghosts. It was just like a feeling that I had. Um, we did hear some strange things. So we had a bunch of woods across. We had a lot of acreage across the street, a lot of woods. There's a tree farm. It was kind of creepy. And we would hear some strange noises there. And tenants that stayed on the resort as well, they would come up to my parents' main house and say, hey, there's some, you know, we hear this weird stuff. And my mom would never believe it. She'd be like, oh, you know, could be a deer, could be, you know, birds, whatever. And one time she, you know, my friends and I were outside and we heard it. And we had a, you know, our mailbox was long um, driveway down and my mom happened to be out there checking the mail. And she's like, is this the noise that you're talking about? I go, yeah. She goes, that is really strange. I don't know of any animal that would do that noise. So it was that sort of thing. There was just, it's sort of like a, um, just sort of a really eerie kind of energy that could be felt. And my mom actually did see a UFO in that area. I don't know if you believe in that, but she oh, did. For sure. Yeah. Um, it was during when my dad was in Vietnam. And so she, I don't know, wanted something to do. She wanted to watch deer out in the field. So it was about six miles away from um, the resort, but it was in the general area and she just wanted to look at some deer. So she pulled the car over and, you know, she was just kind of watching the deer and she saw these, she thought it was headlights at first of a car coming. And it wasn't like the headlights of a car. It was like, you know, a machine that came over this huge field. And she was so scared. She, she said it wasn't a plane. It wasn't a helicopter. It was unlike anything she's ever seen. You know, it's like, just like what people, you know, when they draw a UFO, it, it looked just like that. There was lights all around it. She had her cat with her in the car. The cat was scratching up her legs, scared, you know, and as soon as like a beam of light came across the field and it was going to, you know, come to her car, she got out of there and she was really uh, upset. Um, so she called the police and apparently about a dozen different families had called the police at that, um, that evening as well, because they saw uh, the same thing. Oh my so, God. <laughs> I know it's just strange, you know, and she's like, it wasn't it wasn't lights. It was a machine. And I know what a helicopter looks like. I know what a plane looks like. It wasn't any of these things. It was unlike anything she's ever seen. So, you know, there was that kind of thing there. Um, yeah, it was just, so I used that kind of stuff in my book. Um, my parents, which was kind of interesting is they loved to entertain people and all kinds of people. We had all kinds of people at a resort. Um, and our parties kind of, or picnics, I should say, became kind of legendary because people kind of found out about them. Like people in town would find out about it where they would come, all our neighbors would come. And my dad would love to cook. He would grill all kinds of food on the grill. 
and he would get extra food. And if someone, you know, might be there needing, you know, a meal, no problem. We would always have food and we always, we always did have food. We never ran out, which was kind of cool. And then afterwards, you know, it was just a very fun atmosphere. My dad would get out his guitar and it was just great, you know. Um, there was, and there was all kinds of people there and he, you know, loved all kinds of people and loved to entertain really. So that was kind of the backdrop of how I grew up. And um, it was during the seventies and eighties and it was just a very fun and relaxing time. So different from now, right? Oh, way oh. different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just so different. Um, so I wanted to capture that essence in my book. And I think I did. Um, but it was fun also, you know, when I was writing it, I was kind of reliving some of the things that happened. And, you know, I have a couple characters that are actually are real people and I incorporated them in the book. I changed their names, of course, but um, there were some very fun and interesting people that I wanted to include. And uh, it came together quite nicely. Wow. So it starts out all as, um, you know, almost like a vacation, right? You're at a lake house and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so another thing too, I should mention is I have a, well, a, I feel like I have a little bit of the sixth sense. So I kind of knew when things were going to happen before they did. So it, I kind of have a little story about that in the beginning in the prologue. And then it just kind of goes into, you know, where a girl one summer evening goes fishing one night and then kind of gets the shock of her life. So it kind of transpires from there. And um, it is it is really cool. And um, I'm so excited about the second book. And I'm working on that right now. So it's uh, to it to the first one. Yeah. So the first one is called a gray resort and it's, it's a standalone book. I mean, you don't have to read the first one to get the second one, but um, I made it, you know, I've incorporated a lot of new characters. Some of the old characters will be back in the second book. And um, right now I have it completely written, but um, I'm, I'm doing the part I really don't care for is where I have to keep editing and I have to switch around the chapters to make sure it flows nice, you know, and keeps the reader's attention. And um, I have a couple of beta readers I'm going to have to read it just to, you know, just so I can get some good feedback. But yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. It's kind of not the process I like to do, but I know it's part of it. So I'm the same way with the podcast. I hate editing. <laughs> uh, yeah, podcasting. So yeah, how long have you had your podcast? Uh, like two and a half years. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I started a podcast with my uh, co-host, Sean. It's called A Juicy Pair Podcast with Sean and Wendy. And we started it back in November. Um, the re our reasons were, you know, we're both really creative people and we felt very stifled by what is going on right now, um, you know, with COVID and everything and all the restrictions. And we're like, you know what, we really need to get um, something going where it's not so stifling. Um, we wanted, you know, uh, we had a lot of different things to say, you know, wanted to talk about interpersonal relationships, maybe an obstacle that someone's encountered and, you know, they've rose above it. Um, we also love pop culture. I love to have artists on, musicians, um, psychics, entrepreneurs. So, um, yeah, we started it back in November of last year and uh, we're having a great time with it. I, I love all the people I've met. It's fun, isn't it? I mean, it's just it's a lot of work, though. Because I also work, I have a job at the high school that I do, 
So it's um, sometimes it's a balancing act to try to find the time, but I really like it. So I do make the time. It's a love hate thing, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like being on here, I love, you know, the different connections that you make with like-minded people, artistic, fun, you know, creative types. And um, I am excited about in the next year or two of all the different art and music and stuff that, that is going to come out from, you know, all the artists that have, you know, had to stay in and, you know, had to get back and just create all this new art and music. And I'm excited for all that to come out. Yeah, for sure. Everybody's getting to work. Seems like everybody has a podcast now and yeah. making music, you know, writing. Just it's awesome. Yeah, it's a really nice outlet. I think it's really needed, you know, especially these times. It's just, you know, and just being transparent with people, um, you know, because on social media, it can be just the opposite, you know. But um, yeah, we're having a great time with it. Um, we love doing it. The editing part is sometimes, I, um, you know, I, I've taught myself how to edit. Um, it is fun to do. It just takes up time sometimes. And, you know, I've heard different pluses and minuses about having like a, a vlog cast, you know, a video podcast as opposed to audio one, you know, but maybe we'll end up doing a video one. But for now, audio is what we're doing and we like it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. I was doing video as well and putting it on YouTube, but I'm just so behind. I just haven't had time to edit the videos as well. I know. I know. And, you know, all these different things that you can do to videos and things. It's just like, wow. Sometimes at some point you have to be like, you know what? I don't want to edit it too much. I don't want it to be so clean and, and just, you know, I like to have, you know, I just like the organic process of uh, things. I don't have a lot of set of rules. It's really like kind of fly by the seat of my pants kind of thing. Um, like, that's kind of how it works with Sean and I. She's more... Um, you know, we're both practical, but she's probably more practical than I am. And I'm the one that'll do the hard left turn, <laughs> you know, and she'll reel me back in. And uh, we just, we have a good balance that way. And I think that's why it works so well. Balanced out. No, you balance each other out. We do. We do. Kind of like a marriage. You know, it feels like a marriage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> but it's good. It's all good. Yeah. She, um, Sean, uh, she had a brain aneurysm. Um, February last year, she almost died. I mean, she came very, very close to death's door. And we had an episode about that. And, um, you know, with our episodes on uh, a juicy pair, we want to try to help people too. You know, um, we talk about depression and, um, you know, self-care and all that. And uh, we just, we want to really make an impact and help people. Yeah. And, you know, you really are making a difference. Like you just never know there's people listening every day and, you just make right. the whole day, you know? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. You don't know what, how much of an impact you're making. I mean, you can see the numbers, you can see who's downloaded your show. Um, you know, I just feel like we try to put the best content that um, we can have out there and, you know, hopefully it'll resonate with people. That's the goal. And people don't realize how much work is into it. it it's so much work, especially like us. We have a job and then we're just doing this on our free time. Like right. It, nights just staying up editing and you got to book people. And, you know, it could be challenging. It is challenging. Yeah. And then you have all these marketing things, you know, just with writing my book. I thought, oh, yeah, you know, when it first came out, 
summer of 2019, I thought, oh, okay, my work here is done. I wrote the book, it's out. No, <laughs> I didn't realize, I mean, all the, you know, just the marketing involved and, and you know, you gotta keep it out there. You wanna, you know, market your book, but you don't wanna do it so much where it's like ad nauseum where people get sick of seeing it like, oh, okay, enough already. You know, there's just that balancing act. You know, you wanna stay relevant with, um, you know, the people that are, you know, excited for you and, and are excited for my book and things. And it's just a delicate balancing act with social media, with everything. And um, right now is time, it's, it's hard to find time. Like right now, this week is great because um, I have a great uh, amount of time where I can, just for the week anyway, where I can edit some back uh, podcast episodes and um, try to make headway on the chapters of my second book. And yeah, it, that'll be a good feeling when I do that. Yeah, you're hundred <laughs> right. The marketing, just, just that oh. alone. Oh my God. When I first started this podcast, I was telling everybody, hey, listen to my podcast. Hey, hey you listen to my podcast. Like I, I almost even like wrote it on bathroom stalls, you know, just listen to Screaming True Show. Hey, you know what? That I mean, it's innovative. You got to be that way. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist. And man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. He, yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Joyner. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a uh, publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816-605-4561. Or if you would like to email him, it's uh, all one word, starts with a capital S. And it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com. So again, starts with a capital S. And then it's T-E-V-E-S-J-N-E-T-W-O-R-K at gmail.com. Tell him Screamy Chewy sent you. You will not be disappointed. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, Steve. Thanks again, bro. Peace. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, 
but could very well be illegal in many countries. Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolutions, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump. This book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. You know, um, I've had people ask me what a podcast is. Is There's still people out there that not quite, I mean, most people know what it is, I'm sure, but there are people out there that it's still quite new. Um, I don't know, maybe... From, I, it's, it's a new, it's not so much a new platform now, but I think it's still kind of cool to get into. And, you know, if you've always wanted to do a podcast, you know, why not? Life is too short. Very true. And, you know, I think a lot of people start a podcast and they don't realize how much work is into it. And they're like, ah, what did I get myself into? <laughs> right. And also too, I feel like they're spending a lot more money than they have to. You know, I go on a lot of these different groups, uh, podcast groups, and, you know, they're just saying you have to get this microphone and you have to use this uh, particular thing to edit. And it's, it's just not true. I mean, my microphone is like, I don't know, $30 microphone. It works just fine. Um, I'm not going to break the bank. And, you know, I mean, I know I, I love podcasting, but I don't want to spend all this money and then, you know not know how to work it. And that's what happens. And I've seen a lot too, that if they spend a lot of money on this high quality microphone, but they don't really quite know how to work it. And because it picks up all the noise and stuff and they just made their, you know, they made their problem worse. Um, I've never had that problem, not yet anyway. I'm sure I've had a lot of different things come up that I never thought would happen, but it's a learning process and it's fun and it doesn't have to be too expensive. You don't have to get the most expensive equipment out there. I feel, how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, you know, there's a lot of gadgets and stuff and you know, especially mm -hmm. stuff made for podcasting. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've heard so many podcasts that are really good and they don't have the most expensive microphone. Like, right. I, when I started out, I had like a cheap microphone I bought on Amazon and it worked great yeah. for a long time. Then sometimes I have my friends over, so I bought like a little mixer and like four microphones. And then I realized those microphones I bought, they were they're cheap ones, but they were uh, compression microphones. Oh, so those actually pick up a lot of background. And I had yes. no idea. I, I didn't even do no research. I'm like, oh, a microphone. I just bought it. Right. So after I learned that, I'm like, fuck, no, I got yep. dynamic <laughs> microphones. <laughs> I, yeah, but you don't know until you kind of dive right into it sometimes. Um, I've had my eye on something and it is quite expensive, but it's something maybe I'd like to get in the next few months is the Rodecaster Pro. Oh, I just got <laughs> You did? Do you like it? It's amazing. It's Oh my gosh. I still have things I need to, you know, um, sort out regarding microphones. Um, we only like record with one. But I know the Roadcaster has, you know, options of two and, you know, there's so many cool things about it that I'm like, man, I would like to get my hands on that. But it, you like it. Yeah, it's like you can have up to four microphones yep. and you could adjust the settings for each individual microphone. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what I love is like the sound effects too, the mixer and all that. That is so cool. Now, do you, may I ask, do you edit in Audacity? Uh -huh. Or do you have it? Oh, okay. That's where I edit too. 
it's not too bad. You know, I taught myself that and I kind of like it. You know, um, I'm also in those um, podcast groups as well. And they're like, oh, if you want to sound more professional, yes. you all your ums and uhs, you know. And I tried that one time. It was like a fucking two hour episode. <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> Turned it, into a four or five hour workload for you, probably. It did. I was, and I didn't even finish editing it. I'm like, fuck this. Like, it was too yeah. That's crazy. Well, I, I do say, you know, when I edit, I do edit some of the ums out, but I don't do all of them because it just, it, I, I don't think it would sound very natural. I'm, you know, that's kind of cool thing about like, if you were to do a podcast on StreamYard or whatever, where you just do video, you know, it's just live and you don't have to edit, you're just out there. But I don't know a lot. Of, I would think that some people wouldn't like that. You know, I don't think they would like that option, like either, you know, go live or nothing. I mean, I've done that before. I have no problem with it, but I, I would think that some people, you know, it's intimidating a little bit, but I don't know. I, I wanted to do that, go live on a, mm -hmm. you know, a stream yard and stuff like that. I have, I've been thinking about that. I, I still never done a live episode yet. Okay. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done a live one yet. I've been a guest on live ones. And they're, you know, they are a little nerve wracking, but you know, it's like, whatever, just I'll be myself and <laughs> just take it from there. But um, yeah, I just think, I don't know if I would find enough people to do that. Maybe, maybe I would, I don't know. You know, but, I think it is cool that you can interact and comment with the fans or people watching you. That's pretty cool. That is cool. That is really cool. I like that. That is a neat feature. There's all this cool technology coming out now. And it's just, I think it's very fun for um, creatives, you know, especially what we're doing is just kind of neat. I'd like to try to make a convention this year. We'll see. Um, it would be my first podcast convention. Um, that would be fun. That's a game right there, the convention. Yeah. Have you gone to a couple or? Um, this person I used to talk to, she made, she made one. Oh, nice group with like over a thousand people, like 1200 people. She made one and and uh, yeah, it was it was fucking it was nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think you could, you know, learn, you know, a lot from going to those things and just making the connections and getting other people's opinions that, you know, that are in the same realm as you and um, just bouncing off ideas with each other, I think would be fabulous. Um, I think there's a convention coming up in August in Nashville that I going to try to swing i would love to go there so we'll see what happens nice in nashville damn uh, i love nashville i went there for the first time last year with a friend and oh my goodness and you know i was kind of marketing my book i had so much fun there i can't even tell you and we didn't even like do we might have done maybe one third of everything that there is to do there i mean goodness i need to go back <laughs> damn i've never been how is oh, it like what did you guys do over there? What's that? How was it over there? And uh, what did you guys do? Oh, gosh. Well, we went. Uh, she's a singer. So she uh, sang over at Loser's Bar. And uh, we just we had such a great time just, you know, seeing the sites, um, the boutiques there, um, the bars there are wonderful. Um, you know, the sightseeing. We didn't, you know, I wanted to go and do a bunch of other stuff. Um, I was telling people about my book. I had copies on my book. Um, I got, you know, I 
sold out all, all my copies and was just trying to get my name out there. And it was fun. Wow. I had people wanting my autograph on this bus that she, she was like the town crier is telling everybody about my book and like, Oh yeah, we want your autograph. I'm like, Oh gosh, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I would love to go back. So hopefully, hopefully in August I'll make it work. Nice. I'd have to go there sometime. Yeah. I think you'd have a great time. Um, the food there too is oh, phenomenal. All kinds of food. Love it. Um, yeah. So my second book, I'm hoping to have it launched in the fall. So that's another thing too. I, I have to um, decide about book signings if, you know, hopefully that will get rolling again. You know, hopefully things will get back to normal. I'm hoping by this summer, goodness, you know, mm -hmm. I have musician friends and things and, you know, it's, we need to get back to how things were going. We, we really do. Um, the staying in all the time. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and it's funny how it, it varies from state to state. You know, you could oh. be in Florida and it's different from California, you know? Oh yeah. Um, where are you, where are you located? I'm here in Arizona. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. We're in Michigan. We've had pretty strict, um, very strict. So. Yeah, they're very lenient here. Like, um, <clears throat> I heard recently they took off the the whole mask thing. Oh, okay. That's not but, like that here yet. <laughs> I think they brought it back because now everybody, like, for for a little bit, everybody took off their mask, and now everybody's right. mask again. So I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I, I I'm just hoping that, you know with the um with the uh, shot that's available and everything, and people getting vaccinated, whatever. I'm hoping that that will you know, things will get back to normal, you know, crossing my fingers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to travel more. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, so I'm really excited about book two. I, uh, I have a lot of people that, uh, well, I have a good amount of people anyway, that are excited about it and I'm excited to get it out there for them. And I hope they like it as much as they like the first one. So is there, um, some of the same characters from the first book? Are they in the second book? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's one, there's a couple, um, Lyle and Cassie in my, uh, in a gray resort that, you know, they are based on a real couple. Um, and they were so much fun to write. And as I was writing and I remember how they were at the resort and it was so great. They were neighbors of my parents. Um, Lyle since, uh, or has since passed away. So, um, but it's been great. And they're for sure going to be in the second book as well. They're like one of the main characters. As long you know, there's a couple other characters that I've completely made up, completely fiction. And then there's a couple new ones too um, that are based on people that I know as well. I changed their, their names and kind of changed different things about it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to have that get out. Nice. Yeah. Um, did you, have you killed off any of your characters in your books? Um, you'll have to read the first book to find out. Okay, now the second one. Um, Sorry, I, I didn't want. I didn't want to spoil it. My bad. <laughs> no, there's some interesting things that that happen. I'll just say that, and it's and people who've read the first one are going to be like, "Oh my goodness, it's uh, it's something totally different." So, because I didn't know where it was going to go when I was writing the second book, I just kind of, you know, with writers, you're either kind of a plotter or a pantser. And I'm really just more of a pantser. I, sometimes I don't even know how the end of the chapter is going to go. I just kind of write free flow. That's my favorite way to write. Um, 
you know, I don't really care for a lot of rules. I mean, of, you know, you have to go by a certain set of rules, of course, but, um, you know, if you wrote like everybody else, it would be just like every other book out there. And who wants that? You know, boring. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make it interesting and I wanted to make it fun where they would just want to keep reading the story and not want to put it down. So awesome. I'm excited for you. And um, I definitely want to check out your first book. What oh, where awesome. can people find your books? Um, you can go on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Target.com, Book Baby Bookshop. It's called A Gray Resort. I also have um, a website called wendymcokeauthor.com. You can um, find out stuff about me, um, different things that are going to be coming up with my book and, you know, different, my favorite movies and whatnot. But yeah, A Gray Resort. Um, And you can also look me up on Amazon by my name, Wendy Coke, K-O-K, and all the stuff will come up that way as well. Sweet. I'm excited for that sequel. And that's going to be this fall. I'm planning. I'm pretty sure it's going to be this fall. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm taking it to my uh, publisher in a few weeks here and moves a lot of back and forth. Um, but you know, in a few months, I'm sure it should be done by then. Sweet. And uh, where can people find your podcast? Um, it's called a gcpairpodcast.com and we are everywhere. We're on Spotify, Pandora, um, Apple, iTunes, uh, Google play, Alexa, um, Pandora, and, you know, you can go to a juicypairpodcast.com and listen right from your phone. You don't even have to subscribe to um, Spotify or anything like that. But, um, yeah, you can listen right from your phone. Nice. And I yeah. forgot to ask you, how long have you been podcasting? Are you um, since last November? Yeah, yeah, since November. So we have, let's see, we have 17 episodes that came out. And we have a couple of really cool ones coming out as well. Um, we have a ghost hunter one that's going to come out next week. Nice. I know um, we're talking to a psychic that's coming up. Um, just a lot of fun stuff. And we're excited. We're going to take a little break in the summer, but um, we're going to be doing stuff during the summer and then have it right back um, in the fall will be our second season. So, yeah. Oh, come on. Second season. Heck Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it and we're going to continue that for quite a while. So I love it. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you for coming on. I, I love that paranormal stuff. I absolutely love it. And, um, oh my gosh, I think you would really love my book then. I'm excited for you to read it. Yeah, for sure. And I'm definitely going to check out your podcast that I definitely want to hear that a uh, paranormal investigator one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We um, we have two of them coming out. So the first one is going to be coming out early next week. So, yeah. Sweet. Looking forward to it. And uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Um, have a good rest of the day. You too. Bye. Thanks. hear that new intro music this was brought to you by spirus crystal lacus check out his youtube channel that's it 
uh, Spiros as in S-P-Y-R-O-S and Chrysolakis as in C-H-R-I-S-T-O-U-L-A-K-I-S. Check him out. He makes music and he does cover songs as well. I highly recommend him and um, hope you enjoy it. Peace. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh, yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at Ch- screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace